gang, welcome back to episode seven of the Sport Cap. Ryan, how you going, mate? Jezza, doing good, mate. Sitting uh, while we're playing, you know, recording this pod, watching Sweden's World Cup football hopes being slaughtered on a field in Poland. Ibra as Latan about to be subbed in to the game. Oh wow! Um, see if he can create some magic. Sweden at the moment two 0 down. How long Looking left? Good. Uh, it's just ticking over to seventy nine minutes played. So, uh, if anyone can do it, Slatan can do it. Mm. Um, how's your week been, pal? Yeah, mate, we had a. A week off, bit of sickness in both our families, um, so it's good to get back on the on the microphone, talk a bit of footy, get the uh, the models cranking. It was also good to have a bit of a rest and and use the time to um, consolidate and organise the models a bit more. It feels a lot easier to use this week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just happy to be alive after last week. I thought I was. My whole family was in a in a bit of trouble last Tuesday, all spewing and shitting themselves at the same time, which is tough with a three month old. But you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, I guess. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. I think we've got another week's uh, data all all put together, so it's only gonna make us stronger for having the having the week off. Um, yeah, what hat are you wearing today, mate? Today I have my Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I'm, I on, am, the, I'm uh, on the I'm on the same. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I didn't. That's mm. a bit hidden by the the headphones. We have this some sort of uh, chemistry going on with our hat choices. Yeah. Now we've um the the NHL season coming shortly to a close. Not looking fantastic in the results for the wings, but mate, Moritz Seider, what a what a gem! Yeah, what a what an absolute beast! The the German defender. Um, he played actually. He played in Sweden for a couple of years in the professional league here while he was uh, after he'd been signed by the Detroit Red Wings, um, and he was the best defender in the league the year before last year. Um, and yeah, offensively plays power play. He's hectic, and he's I don't know the new Cronwall. If you know hockey and you know the Red Wings, he, he's a heavy hitter. The, I mean, doing a good build. That's why I've got my Red Wings hat on as well. Um, yeah, they took a belting eleven to two, I think it was against Pittsburgh the other night, which is horrible because I have a lot of mates that um, go for Pittsburgh, so copped a little bit of flack. Um, but been proud the trade deadline come to a close last week and they made some good key trades at the end. They're still obviously in a building phase. Um, so it did a lot of good trades, got rid of some players that maybe haven't been fitting in as well, but and we picked up some good draft picks and then uh, some more young players. Um, and they've, it seems like Yeisman, he's obviously got Nicholas Lindstrom um, by his side now and they, they do a lot of development, I think, with a lot of the Swedish kids like Lucas Raymond, who's also a rookie. Um, and they've been bringing in a couple of players that have played in Sweden or, or Swedes themselves. So a little bit like the good old days um, from like 10, 15 years ago when they had a lot of Russians and Swedes playing. So it's good. It's a good build. Yeah, it's um. Can just imagine this twenty-year-old, you know, weighing ninety-four kilos, hundred ninety-three centimeters, puts you on your ass. Mm. Yep. Yeah, he's huge, man. What a yeah, what a what a find. Um, a quick recap, Ryan. Last week, we even though we didn't do our pod, we still put up our hang your hat bets for the week. Um, we played on the overs and the unders last week, um, and we hit two of three. Um, we had the Titans get up um, on on the over uh, with the Raiders, um, but the the one that let us down was uh, the Panthers and the Knights, um, which was a bit disappointing. Barnett. 
the game, it was, what, 6-4 with five minutes to go in the second half and we were playing the under. Um, and then Mitch Barnett throws his elbow out and gets sent off and the game just opened up. Um, the Knights' defence just didn't have anything on the outside. Once Penrith started moving the ball, they were just they were just finding the overlap um, and, and put a barrel of, barrel of points on. And they also tuned off a little bit themselves, it felt. Penrith let in a couple of soft tries. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, that killed our perfect perfect round. Um, yeah, but... So, so what are we now? We're four of seven. Yeah, exactly right. So we, what is that? We're sitting, I think it makes us just under 60%, 57? 57, 57%, yeah. Yeah. Just profitable. Yeah. If you're betting the right odds, we're... With a couple of un- other bets on our um, account, we're just slightly minus in the the money column. But if we were just to have our hang your hats, we'd obviously be be, be uh, turning yeah. a profit at the moment. Yeah, we've got a couple of futures in there as well. So um, yeah, but we're getting there. It's a good start. It could have been a lot worse, especially after this tough year. Uh, how the season started. I think there's a lot of punters that are chasing their ass already, so we're doing okay. It's good to see see the models getting some action and seeing that they're actually producing results that we expected even this early with only, if you think about last week, they only had two two weeks of proper data or, or we're taking into account the 2021 season. Um, so I think it's just going to get better and stronger as the weeks progress. Uh, I think around round five we'll be looking at some really quality data and then through to origin uh, we'll have some pretty good pretty good numbers to play on. Yeah, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting moving forward. Like I think even now it seems that week by week it's the models are starting to produce and we're getting closer and closer to uh, different margins and, and different total points. Um, so yeah, obviously it's hard when you're running off 2021. There seems to be a lot of changes uh, in in form, especially moving into when we're looking also in the next segment on power rankings. And I guess from what we had at the start to how even the ladder is looking at the moment, and then with looking at power rankings based on strength of schedule and how teams have different teams have beaten other teams. I think it's yeah, it's um, it's it's tough to go off 2021 because it feels like there's a bit of a shift in 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 the league from from last year, and you can't. It's sort of been difficult, but even when you're looking at betting, you have this sort of not emotional attachment, but you have something in your head to say, "Oh, this team should be doing better, or this team shouldn't lose this game, or they should be able to cover the margin there." But because you're thinking about last year's results and they're just not playing up to that standards, sort of when you're looking like you know, like a club like Manly, um, and the Roosters, you're having sort of second, you're starting to second guess. Um, your bets there and even second guess the models because the models might be saying one thing um, but your emotional attachment to how they play sort of shifts your train of thought and then you've got the North Queensland Cowboys that are, have the best defence in the league so you're just like, oh, yeah, but they were <laughs> they, they, they were tipped to be one of the bottom three teams at the start of the year so it's been... It is it is tough going but I think like we've we said last week, trust the models um and and we did and we hit 66% on your hang your hats and then looking back at some of the other results that we could have put on other bets that we could have put on um we could have had a much higher percent so put our faith in the it's models the fun of and, betting yeah that's it but it is it's hard when you still you always want to go with your heart a lot of the time and yeah but you've got a, a lot of the, you've got to focus on the numbers more and take away any sort of outside thought um, but so it'll be good once we get to round five and and have a little bit more solid data going running through the models and then you just close your eyes and push play and hopefully we, the account will just go. Brrr. That's uh, it. 
Yeah, we'll hey, see. Jez, just uh, double check, mate. Is Are you still recording? Uh, I certainly am. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Nobody knew I didn't record a few weeks ago. Oh, I'll, I'll edit this bit out so you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. No. Were you trying to make a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, pal. <laughs> it is late. We are recording it at half past 10 at night. So these things happen, happen to the best of us. Where do we go from there then? Into power rankings. Power rankings. Mm-hmm. We're um, come to the stage now where we have with three games played and um, normally, you know, you can, when you talk about averages, you, you want to have three results to average and so after three rounds or three iterations of something you generally started getting an idea of of a series or how a possible result can turn out and we had a bit of a chat early today about uh power rankings and we've put forward a quite a few different uh amount of rankings from our models and also our emotions or what we think what we feel the eye test um and they're quite interesting how what what the uh the models spit out as you kind of alluded to a bit earlier um and then also the differences just between you and i um it's a it's a pretty pretty cool thing to see i think even just after three rounds how different the expectation or the um the realization around around these teams are yeah absolutely it's um it's quite a swing and because you obviously have a thought in your head purely based around like from the year before and with a little bit of player movement um but there's there's so much (laughs) that that can happen between the end of a last season to the start of a new season um, and then you yeah, bring in some early injuries and things into that, um, and it, and it's just turned completely upside down. Like we mentioned earlier, there's been some crazy results. You have Manly that we ranked in the in the top three, um, who are sitting now, yeah, almost on the bottom of the ladder. Um, it, at least we had the West Tigers sitting at the bottom. That's the only sure thing, and and the Penrith that. Oh no, Penrith weren't even at the top, but we, we've hit the West Tigers. But I think everything else in the middle has sort of been turned a little bit upside down at the start of this year. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's it is really interesting how it swings. And then we've obviously had a a couple of models that we that we run our power rankings from and how it swings um, between sort of on win percentages and doing the models on 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 margins against different teams and who they've beaten and by how much to how much it can swing and you just yeah you see it's very interesting how some teams that you just wouldn't expect end up end up moving up and down that list and then how the season started it's it's uh yeah yeah exactly mate and i think um you know we'll, we'll put these out on our uh social socials uh during the day tomorrow European time, but um, looking at just kind of the the broad overview of of where the teams are situated in in kind of the different thirds, um, we had pretty pretty similar exactly the same uh, the top four with Penrith, Cronulla, Parramatta, and Melbourne in that order, um, and the biggest mover up through all this is Cronulla. Uh, they've you know recruited well over the off season we had them originally ranked about mid table um i think ninth we had them uh, one two three four five six seven eight eighth we had them hmm. um yeah, just cre- creeping you know, into the playoffs creeping in yeah and and after watching the um indigenous versus maori game with i i thought nico hines was a little bit lost at halfback um and that they they still needed a bit more work to to be good, but 
man, they've come out and they've shown some great uh, tenacity and attack. Nico Hines is killing it off the boot. Mate, Cronulla, are they are they for real? I, I think so, like, but it's a lot of it is based around this, yeah, wet look. Nico Hines, um, he's been impressive. If you have, if you play super coach like most of us do, he's all of a sudden after the first two rounds, he was a must-have coming into round three um, because statistically he has been unstoppable. Uh, he's scoring points, he's getting try assists, line break assists, making line breaks himself, scoring tries himself. Um, so like a, a lot of it is is based around the hype of Nico Hines. Um, so like but I I I, I think they're they're gonna be around at, at the top all year. Like they had a loss to the Raiders at this in the first round, but um, like I mentioned to you earlier, I haven't. I don't put a lot of weight into that first round. It felt like a lot of the results were were a little bit off balance. Um, and I think yeah, your, your first round, your teams are prepared differently. Um, the focus is there for some and not for others. But I think as we get in, you're obviously gonna. Um, this like second and third round, it feels like everybody switches on. Uh, properly, but I think them getting a a good win against the Eels um, was was a big deal. Um, how how you rate the Eels is is another story, but I think at the other, at least the Eels are definitely going to be a top eight side, um, and they and they dusted them, and then they definitely put away the Dragons in the in the wet in week three. The Dragons didn't look Sorry. that. Sorry, mate. I continue. Yeah, like the dragons didn't it opened up over the whole park, um, and I think like just down the middle, their their speed um, and ability to create the line breaks. I think they had seven line breaks against the dragons. Um, shows how powerful that offense is. Um, so, like I think. You know, if they get another good run, they're playing against the Knights this week, which will which will be a good test because I think the the Knights have also shocked a lot of people. We had them as a possible chance of being a team that has the most losses this year, and they came out with um, two two wins in the first two rounds. Um, so I think it's going to be a really good test for the Sharks over over the next couple of weeks. Um, the funny to- thing with the Sharks, though, is if if that you know, last-minute try against Parramatta doesn't happen and they don't win the game, how, how does that affect, affect the rankings? You have Cronulla now sitting at two on our rankings. Uh, on one of the models, they're, they're at number one. And that's, you know, the difference between winning two of three games or only winning one of three and then also having Parramatta sitting at three on our rankings but losing that game. If they're if they've suddenly won that game, you know they could be they're very they're definitely in the second position, and Cronulla might be down outside the six. Yeah. So it is it is interesting how we how we rate and how we kind of um, rank the different teams depending on these wins and losses. But you know it was so close that it could have been completely different for this team. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's also when you when you're watching the games, we can sit and look at data and look at the stats as much as you, yeah, as much as you can. But if by if you don't watch the games at all, I think you you lose a little bit of a. You have to have that sort of touch. You need to see, okay, are they the real deal? How much did they control the ball? How, um, how yeah like when were they making their mistakes how was momentum controlled and shifted and i think it also works the other way if you sit and just watch the games but you miss a lot by not being involved in diving deep into stats um i think it's you trying to find that sort of balance there um but but yeah it's just because i think i don't know like if if they lose that game against the eels you're definitely not talking about them with this high um, hype 
um, as you would say, because then they all of a sudden they what they they lost their first <laughs> they they lost lose to the Raiders, then lose to the Eels, and you're just like, oh, the Sharks are shit, um, mm. possibly. And they've but they're third in the league in in um, in ranking for raw points scored per game, mm. uh, and, and you know going up against. Or they're ranked now after three rounds, and Parramatta now after three rounds ranked 14th in points against. Mm. So you could also kind of deduce from that that they probably should have put them away by more, mm. um, and they didn't. They only just scored to try to win at the end. So um, I I obviously rank Cronulla High at the moment. I think they're playing very well, but this could be a, a kind of a false peak uh, it'll be interesting to see the next two or three weeks. Yeah, I think the next up. three weeks because they play, like I said, they play the Knights this week um, and then they play West Tigers the week after, um, which doesn't tell you so much. Uh, I guess it'll speak a lot if they lose, but uh, if they if they get the win, it's not going to say a whole lot. But then And then they end up against the Storm um, the following week. So time will tell with the Sharks, definitely. Yeah. Um, Looking at the other end, we have um, at the bottom end of the table, we had all the rankings. We had the, the same five teams in the last five spots mm. and also two of our biggest movers down in Manly and the New Zealand Warriors. Manly, uh, we had pretty high ranks. We had them at ranked number three. Mm. Um, I talked about their their back line, how complete it was with... Turbo and Garrick and Harper and um, Saab and yeah, you know, mate, they they're falling apart. What's Des? What's happening with Des and the Sea Eagles? I don't know. Like I've watched all of their games uh, pretty closely, and it just doesn't feel like that they they seem disjointed. They don't seem like that. Turbo has been a bit off. Um, I was. Uh, thinking about like when a when a player has one of these crazy seasons like turbo had i think it it brings a lot of pressure into the following season like he was clearly we're talking about one of the obviously the best player in the game at the moment um coming into 2022 um pushing at all sorts of individual records from last season um, and like his combination with Garrick just opened Manly up and put them in a position where they were, you know, playing where they're an absolute title contender coming into the um, coming into the finals. Um, and then all of a sudden, you yeah, start off a little bit rusty. And I think Garrick scored his first try. He, he scored one try in three games, um, and he was the league's leading point scorer last year. Um, they just don't seem to have the the flow in their backline at all. I think teams now have probably spent a lot of time working out how to shut Turbo down, um, and then he's obviously not doesn't seem to be breaking as many tackles. He doesn't seem to be getting around the ball as much as he was last year. Um, and like that's not to say that the efforts there. The, the best thing about Manly still is Turbo, but it just doesn't seem to be having the same effect that it that it did last year. Um, and they're, yeah, they're just not, they don't seem to be, their, their defense doesn't seem to be holding up. Um, and then they just don't have that strike power. They're not putting teams under the pump like they did last year. So obviously then they have more energy on offense and then they're able to focus on that instead of always just having having to focus on their defense and, um, watching what Turbo does. Yes, and over to the Warriors, we spoke about them early in the season that they were either bank or bust. Mm. Uh, Sean Johnson had to keep healthy for them to be successful. He got injured straight away. Uh, Ash Taylor had to come in. Their halves, are, they've... Moved or had three different half pairings in three games, so it's probably no surprise they're languishing down the bottom of the ladder and also our power rankings. Is there any way out for New Zealand? 
Mm, I like like you said, they the, the way out for them is to is to find a halves pairing that that settles in. Um, but I think it's going to be hard for them because they're obviously going to bring Johnson in as soon as he's fit. And if he struggles to stay fit, they're, they're going to be disjointed um, all the time because, and I, I don't know, you just, you don't have, I, I don't have faith in it at the moment. I think with the, finding the combinations with some of these younger guys, I think they they need to play consecutive games together. Um, you can train together as much as you like, but it's obviously not the same once you're getting out on the field and learning how to control a game. And um, they've had some great moments like they put up a good fight against the Titans uh, the other couple of weeks ago, and and they did, um, you know, they got up on the on the Tigers, but they this week, but they they didn't they didn't impress. The Tigers had chances in the last fifteen minutes to to put on another try, and the Warriors were just lucky that they that the Tigers are the Tigers and. Uh, love to disappoint, and they just happen to you know drop the <laughs> drop the ball as they do the last pass. And but I like you know we we tipped the Tigers to in our tipping to to get over the Warriors, so we were screaming for them to get over the line, and they just didn't do it. But uh, so it doesn't look pro- doesn't look promising um, for the Warriors, unfortunately. And they're a team really that everybody wanted to see go well. Maybe things will turn around when they get to go back home. You just never know, but that could also backfire because now the players can get to go back home, and you've got all this emotion. Um, and maybe, unfortunately, it, it it could go the other way for them. Yeah, and they're coming up against a, a Broncos outfit this weekend that have um, a little bit better defense and comparable attack. So it doesn't look like this weekend it's going to be getting any better for them. Um, in regards to winning, but I, I'm also hopeful. I, I I want the Warriors to succeed, but mm. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not positive that it's um, going to happen. The the numbers, the stats, the models are not giving me faith. No, not at all. It's unfortunate. So with with that said, the um, one of our models has actually given us this week that a prediction of only 0.08 margin between the Warriors and the Broncos. Yeah, um, and you just never know. Like, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't rate the Broncos in – they won their first two games, but I had high hopes for them when we were talking a little bit preseason. But after after watching uh, these games, I, I don't know, I, I've lost a little bit, bit of faith in the Broncos. Um, they're going to rely. I think Adam Reynolds coming in obviously is a good thing, but that's going to—it is something that's going to take some time. Um, it can be a little bit of a, a syndrome where you bring in a player that that is so influential, um, and then everybody waits for him to do something instead of creating something um, themselves. So I don't know. I, I've lost a little bit of faith there in. In, in the Broncos, actually. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. I hope I hope the Warriors <laughs> get up and get a bit of a roll on and maybe pick up a cheeky win against the Broncos this week. Um, but, mate, how's, how are you feeling about your, your chooks and their, and their season? We obviously rank them, I think, and initially we had them... We're in fifth place in the rankings. No, yeah, power rankings. But now we're we're ranking them in that grey area between sort of eighth and and twelfth. Um, yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts? What's happening there, man? Yeah, you you've got them at ninth. I've got them at eleventh. I. This is just you know purely based on the first three rounds for mine that I don't think they've. Um, hit their their strides yet. I think they're still warming back to getting Kiri back on the field. Um, the the connection there with uh, Sam Walker and and then also you know getting 
their their hooker, uh, Verrill's, you know, got injured, and then you got Watson in there, and you got um, Drew Hutchison playing a little bit off the bench, or, or as it was in the last two weeks, starting for the first twenty minutes. I'm not worried. The Roosters have uh, like this; they can have pretty poor starts, and then they go on a run, and you know they finish in the top four. So I'm not worried as a as a supporter. Um, and I'm happy to rank them down in the in the beginning because that's where I think they belong. But I'm positive that they'll recoup. Um, they, their star power is, you know, it's, there's not many teams that can compare across the field with the names and the the skill and the the the, 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 the skill the skill in hiding uh, money in their salary cap or actually their skill on the field. <laughs> Say, coming from a Titans fan that's signed how many marquee players over the yeah, but million we dollar from the NRL, the everything everything's above board. <laughs> we just cried for a handout. That's all. Yeah. I don't know how much they're paying Big Mal as well, bringing in all these players. He's the one driving yeah. around in a new Ferrari every second week. I'd presume. That's it. <laughs> if he has a driver's license. <laughs> Mate, I've um, had a look at, pull out some numbers um, with our models here and, and some of the things I want to touch on are, well, probably the, the most um, prevalent thing is the, the game totals. And we've seen uh, that last week was a, quite a big reaction from the bookies to the totals hitting the unders in the first first two weeks of the, the competition. So you've seen a lot of the um, match totals on, on the bookmakers that were, you know, 37. There might have even been a, 30, a 36 there, but there was nothing that was uh, that opened up over 39 and a half. It was the um, the Raiders and the Titans that opened at thirty nine and a half. Everything else was under that, hmm. so it was quite a quite a big reaction. Only after only two weeks of of scores, um, but then you look at a little bit about the trends and and how the totals have played out over the years, and what we see is that the round three averages. Um, for totals is on average higher than both rounds one and two. And we've seen in the results that we had quite a few games go over the totals. Uh, we won on two of them. Mm. Uh, we lost on one going over. So um, you can see that in the last, you know, 21, 20 and, and, and 19, that the totals have been quite high. And then you look at to round four and Round four as well has uh, generally been a higher total than round three. So I'm thinking here that, and with with the the totals that our our Mel's has been spitting out, I'm I'm looking at quite a few overs for this week. Mm. And you've had some some early futures on these totals, um, and and we have seen a bit of a correction from from the betting agencies going back up towards the forty, but I. I still feel there's a quite a bit of space to move there. Yeah, like if you if you are looking at it, like what what we have found is what you've got your round three at thirty four in two thousand and twenty. The round three average was thirty four point seven five, and then it jumped to round four to thirty nine point eight seven. Um, so that's a pretty big jump. That's a jump of of five points difference from round three to round four. Um, and then even last year, you went from 41.37 up to 44.37. So it also jumped three points. Um, and then if we look at the average of round three uh, that we had in 2022, already, it was already sitting at 43.87 from, from the round that we just had. So... If even if you're looking at totals, I think we we had a quick look bet three six five where we make our bets 
Um, doesn't have the totals up yet, but we found uh, the market open on Ladbrokes and the, most of the totals were sitting between, yeah, anywhere between 38 and a half to a max of 40. I think there was two games at 42 and a half. Um, so even if you're looking at 42 and a half, um, we still should be seeing an increase um, up to around an average of you would you could say 44 45 points uh, in round four um if if it's following the trends from the last three years so um yeah i think these totals are interesting obviously offenses start to get settled your combinations start to get settled um so you can expect a, a lot of points um but we do have to take in you were checking out the weather in sydney for this weekend and um, it's going to be uh, looking like it's going to be a little bit bad weather, so that may affect the the difference. So it might be worth um, just holding out until there's a clear forecast um, once the totals do get released in Australia um, on all the betting sites. But yeah, if if the weather's good or yeah, I don't know, you you like the game and you like the 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 contest between the two teams, then. I think yeah, a, a lot of the games you're going to see go over go over forty points, um, because yeah, uh, following that trend, especially after that slow start, now I think the offenses are gonna are gonna kick off, and you're gonna start seeing plenty of points scored. Is there any game in spe- specifically that you've been looking at this week that you think the 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 totals in in uh, pointing in the wrong direction? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the Parramatta St. George game, um, mm. looks pretty juicy juice yeah. for me. So you're sitting um, at 39 and a half, right? Yeah, I think that's what we said there. Yeah. Um, and looking at the, the rankings of, of these teams on offense and defense, we have, uh, on per game averages, Parramatta scoring 25 points um they were equal first uh, last week now they're now they've gone down to second hmm. um and st george at number eight for average points scored uh, per game and then we also see that uh, points against that the two teams are ranked 14th and 15th respectively so hmm. they're two teams that, that know how to score tries but also that let a lot of points in um so you know that's just pointing to to a high scoring matchup yeah absolutely um i think you could we could be expected to see um a, a lot of points going on in the uh what is it the manly and camera um camera have been leaking a lot of points but they also um can put a lot of points on. We saw what they did once their offense starts to get going. Um, you see what they did to the to the Titans last week. Um, but it, it's also like a click thing. You get Jack White and moving, and um, and even Schneider stepped up his uh, production and even got them over the got them over the line with a with a cheeky kick to Nico Klockstadt. Um so he's he's obviously coming into his own. He played the first week and played solid, and then was out with COVID in the second week. But I think he, when him and Jack White and get going, I think the the Raiders can put on a lot of points. And Manly, I don't know. It's a little bit. It's a little bit like we're saying. Yeah, you're just expecting them to. To crack and and start doing what they were doing last year, so. It's a little bit following your heart and maybe not following your brain so much in that game, but I think uh, our our models where you're putting in the results from 21 and 22 um, are expecting that game to go up around 49. So, um, so I think that's yeah, it's interesting. Everything points in the right direction there. But for me, and that's really taking into account the um, the the manly team clicking if you're taking into account those scores from 2021 yeah and you you look as well at uh, just on on this year that canberra 
on adjusted strength of schedule have uh, the number one um, points for. So you know they've they're scoring points on on quality teams, um, and they've also defended well against quality teams. So that could be could be a sticking point um, if we feel that Manly aren't really there yet that Canberra could quite easily hold them out but I'm I think that both Manly and Canberra can score points when they want to mm. and if this is a a bit of a maybe um a hard slog in the first 10 minutes the four is really getting at it then it could open up through the middle for you know turbo for uh Nickel Klockstad and um and whiten, you know, we could see quite a few points scored here. Yeah, definitely. Maybe just a one-point win against the Bulldogs is what the Manly needed to get their act together um, and start finding some offense. Um, but at the other end of the spectrum, even though we've been talking about overs, um, I'm on that. We've been sort of diving into the Panthers Rabbitohs game, um, and that's where I see maybe there's some value. In the under this week, um, I've yeah, like yeah, the last they played each other four times, which is a, pr- a pretty rare feat in in the NRL. But they played each other four times last year, and the last three games, including two games in the finals, and the they played each other at the end of last season. Um, I think in like round twenty two, so it was also quite late. Um, all those games went under the 38 and a half that the, that the book will open up around. Um, and then the, the other game that they played, which they played in May, the Panthers dusted the Rabbitohs 52 to 12. Um, but if you take that out of it, I think they, they play very close um, and both teams are even at the start of this year have been pretty solid defensively. Um, Panthers have gone under thirty-eight and a half in two of their three games, with only last week going over. And you can say that it was at six-four, like we said, with five minutes to go in the second half, and that game should have really ended up on the under thirty-eight and a half um, without Mitch Barnett getting thrown out. Um, and then the rabbits are the same. Also have have been playing in some tight games with some lower lower totals this year so far, um, and going also two from three. It was only last week as well where they went over um, in a derby game against the Roosters. So um, with that in mind, I think there there is a bit of value there in in the under uh, thirty eight and a half. Um, and looking at our model where we compare 2021 and 2022, um, it's spitting out a, a number of only 30 points scored in that game. And I think if you look at those two teams, they are very, very similar to teams that they had on the field in 2021 and have been playing in a, in a similar way. Yeah, they lost Reynolds, uh, the Rabbits, but um, I think their movement... Um, last week at least um, put them in in, in the right direction. Um, So we got a bit of a better feel of the Rabbits. Um, So I think they're going to at least be able to hold their own defensively, both teams. So the the total should should stay under that 38.5. Yeah, and we see that if you take away the finals, uh, because they're kind of their own little competition, the Panthers have won uh, four from the last four mm-hmm. against Souths. Um, and you have uh, margins of one, 13, eight, and 44. So if you take away the, the outliers, you're looking at, you know, eight to 13. Mm. Which is those those key numbers uh, we've spoken about before eight and fourteen, um, so yeah, it's that's a it's a pretty cool um, cool insight there, man. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, what else have we been looking at this week? Um, have you 
any any other interesting bets that you've been looking at or anything that you think is is worth having a stab at? Matt, I've just been immersing myself in these numbers and, and making our models and our numbers look pretty. I've um <laughs> haven't really sided on anything to um to hang my hat on, so to speak. Mm. More than what I've spoken about earlier with Parramatta and St George, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely hang my hat on the the over there. Mm. Um, but there are a few a few numbers that are popping out of the models which which could present value, and one of them is North Queensland. Mm. Um, if you think that their their uh, form is true and and they are a serious team, then it could be quite good value to jump on them against the Roosters. Uh, the thing that's working against is that uh, Roosters have won five of the last six games mm. uh, in this matchup and, and three of three in a row. Um, and the, the average margin between these teams is 18 and a half points. So there is a little bit kind of to both sides. And that's why I say it's, it's, Popping out a little bit, the model. Some models are saying that the Roosters are win, and some are saying North Queensland. It is the the models that are predominantly based on this year's score lines and margins and win percentages that are giving North Queensland the favoritism. But if you have a bit of money over and you feel like taking a punt, which is what we all like to do, <laughs> then uh, North Queensland are over two dollars. I think two oh seven or uh, something along those lines to. To um, two seventy, sorry, um, or even the the line at uh, six and a half for one eighty seven is is not a not a bad bet, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, like I'm I'm st- still not sold on the Cowboys. Like if you if you look at the teams that they've uh, held out. You could say because the main focus for them is how well their their defence has been, um, where they because they've what they let in twelve points against the Broncos last week, only six points against the Raiders, um, and then six points against the the Bulldogs. I, I still don't when you when you're looking at those teams that you played the Bulldogs we have trouble rating and we see that they haven't started to click yet, so and also first round of the season in the pouring rain. Um, they went up against the Cowboys there and they did dust them 26 to 6, which was impressive, which started to make you sort of think a little bit. But like I said, um, a lot was built around this year with the Raiders with Whiten and Fogarty. Fogarty goes down. You bring in Schneider for one game and it looked good. He goes down. Obviously, the Raiders' offense is built around Jack White and, and obviously having that being unsettled there um, didn't help them. They have, He's playing with his third-string halfback um, and Whiten is a player that obviously needs to, to be able to just focus on his game. Like we have said earlier in the preseason, his running game, if he can focus and, and run the ball and then find that cutout pass, um, and not have to worry about controlling the game, controlling the clock, thinking about territory and possession, um, which he had to obviously do in the game against the Cowboys. Um, he becomes much less dangerous, which means their whole offense becomes much less dangerous. Um, so that's also a gimme. And then you go against Brisbane, who who obviously we also don't rate completely well the surprising fact is that they put on 38 points against brisbane which is impressive um any team to score 38 points is impressive but defensively you know the broncos are also disjointed reynolds coming in out the first week still trying to find rhythm i don't know i don't believe that 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 defense i think time's gonna uh, bring the Cowboys back down to earth uh, over the next few weeks. And obviously the Roosters have had their problems and haven't looked great themselves, but I think this game can follow the trends of, of history and we see the Cowboys go down by 18 or, or 20. 
like I was looking at it at the start also thinking shit there's value in that six and a half points but I don't know the more you think about it and dissect the Cowboys and their defense um, I don't think yeah uh, I, I think this game could blow out but it's who sh- which Roosters team shows up on the day which is the problem What are you hanging your hat on this week, pal? Um, like I said, I'm hanging my hat on the under of Panthers and the Rabbits. I think that game's going to be fought out tight defensively, especially if there's bad weather in, in Sydney. It's going to be hold everything tight. Um, Cleary coming back. Uh, could You could think naturally that, okay, Cleary's coming back, they're going to put on some more points, but it's his first game of the season, so it's his round one. Um, so things might be a little bit shaky. He's got to see how how the body feels. Um, so I think that's going to take some time. I don't think he's going to just uh, – he'll probably put my foot in my mouth and he'll get a crazy try assist or something in his first touch, but – um, I think it's going to take some time for him to warm into the game. So I think that's also a plus on this um, points different uh, on the under. Um, so I'm hanging my hat there. And you're hanging your hat on the over and the uh, para dragons. Yes, sorry, Bob. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing this week. Uh, I don't feel there's really much else that I feel very strongly about. Mm. Um, a little, the Storm and Bulldogs is alluring, but the Storm haven't uh, covered any of the spreads this year. They're at a points differential uh, against the spread of uh, 20 and a half points, thanks to uh, ozsportstipping.com. And mm, I... I the models are saying they should completely destroy Canterbury, mm. but the numbers are also saying that probably not by that amount. I don't know. I want to bet on them because I like, you know, they're getting back Harry Grant, mm. uh, Brandon Smith coming off the bench, Jerome Hughes, Munster. What a what a play mm. last week. Did you see Munster's haircut? Just... Have you seen the have you seen the video of that today? No. Uh, I hope he keeps it for the game. He shaved off his whole head and just has his mullet, like the Pappenhausen mullet hanging out the back, but the rest of his head is shaved. Um, but I, I wonder if he, he kept it or not. <laughs> I'm immediately going into his Instagram account. Yeah, I think oh. I saw it on uh, Bloke in the Bars. Uh, oh, Instagram my God. Page. And it... It's pretty impressive. What a dude. But there is a thing. I remember, uh, I think it was last year when he had his moustache or beard going on last year, they they won all their games and then he shaved it and they shaved his moustache off and then Melbourne started to lose and then he stopped shaving and then he let it grow out again and they come back in form. So there was someone saying, I think it was a super coach thing, saying, oh, now it's time to sell Munster because he shaved his head. All right. So we'll see if that's like a, you know, NHL playoff keep your beard sort of thing going on. Yeah. Well, he did. He shaved off the rest. There was oh. a, an updated story. The rest, he's got his mo still though, but oh, the okay. the hair is off. What a shame! It was impressive. Yeah, I wish I could pull that off. I might try. Just do it. But I think my missus will leave me and take my kid with us. So uh, I don't know if it's worth she, it. She wouldn't dare. It, it might be worth it for a couple of days. A Saturday, so I get a Saturday for the boys. <laughs> Speaking of Saturdays for the boys and Sundays for the boys, the Formula One. What are your uh, reactions? Call we've we spoke about Ferrari in yeah. uh, what was it, episode four, maybe or five? Yeah, the start of the um, season. What it's been? Mm-hmm. It's been three weeks. Um, yeah, man, it's it's going the way that we thought it was. Really, um, and and what we hoped, we said that Ferrari were talking themselves up at the start of the year, and 
uh, and they definitely wouldn't do that if they didn't have anything to back it up. And uh, now they're sitting at one and two on the in the standings. Um, yeah, I like. I think it's great. It, it, it's almost a little bit of a shame to see Mercedes struggling so much, <laughs> because I think the whole like Lewis had a really tough weekend last weekend. Um, Russell has been doing well. He's just you know put in some pretty safe standard results, um, getting points. But it's a bit of a shame that Mercedes haven't been fighting, but they haven't been out of it really either. Um, so it could just be a matter of time. They might have been a little bit behind pushing so hard for the um, to get the world championship last year, which they lost in the final race. But um, and and you've got to think they they've dominated the sport for the last what five or six years um, with Lewis and you. Lewis has been one with that car for 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 so many years, and then you make these type of regulation changes and the. There's been a lot of they've been talking about a lot of movement, um, a lot of bouncing going on, and you can think how he's been driving smoothly for for the last five years, and then you put a little bit of a shutter into the into the feeling of the car, and obviously it's going to make you second guess a little bit. So, you know, we'll see what sort of champion he is now, and if he can keep the motivation up after a tough end to last season, and and fight out to be in the standings. Um, push his way back into the into the fight this year, but I don't know. I like it. I like seeing Ferrari uh, at the top fighting for fighting for wins, and I don't know. We've got our money on. Well, got my money on signs, and he's been doing what we ex- what I expected. He's been putting in solid results. Um, yeah. So, but Leclerc has looked good. It was a great fight last last week with Leclerc and uh, Verstappen. One of the best races in a in a while, um, I think, with two of the top top drivers doing a lot of passing, um, a couple of different strategies, losing time, gaining time. So I, I don't know. It was it was good to watch. It's an and exciting the, season. The midfield battles as well have become more intense. Having Haas up competing uh, with Magnussen and and seeing a Bottas being so fast in an alpha mm. um it's cool i mean it's disappointing obviously that mclaren aren't um performing but mate the, the just the battle between uh, alonso and and ocon um on the weekend as well was was quite fascinating yeah yeah like uh, it was almost a little bit scary you would never think that they would be fighting so hard but it's good. I like like Alonso pushing his younger teammate, um, and his younger teammate pushing back. It's um, it's it was good stuff, man. It's a it's a good year. Well, there we are. Another episode in the bank. Yes, sir, Bob. Big, big weekend of footy in front of us. Headed off on the Thursday night prime time matchup of the Titans and the Tigers. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be another cracking week, man. Looking forward to it. It's great waking up, drinking morning coffee, eating bacon and eggs, watching the footy. Yeah, living the dream. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go just a, a tip in the on the pod of a a multi same game multi Titans to cover the spread and go over the total. Oh, look out! It's a big total too. I think right, forty two and a half or something there. Mm. Yeah, all right. Last minute, hang your hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not hanging. I'm, doing, uh, I'm not going to bet it, but I'll, I'm saying it. Okay. Now we have to bet it. Right. We're betting it. We're betting it. All right, mate. Have a good, uh, a good weekend. And good YouTube luck. Out. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're also on TikTok, mm. the sport cap. Get amongst it. I've I've done one video, but there'll be another one tomorrow. Mm, all right, you're such a charmer. You love your TikTok, don't you, Ryan? <laughs> but don't forget to follow Just... us on on Instagram and Facebook as well. We uh, spread the love and on Twitter. Give give us a comment and say what you think. Let us know what you're betting on the weekend. Have a good one, everybody. Bye bye.